Welcome to Blue Ring Impact, where we help small business owners navigate the world of marketing and take actionable steps towards growing a successful business. I'm Kane Villeneuve with Joel English Dubois. Nadoiki, or Holy Whistle, is an interdisciplinary, self-taught, conceptual artist that resides on the unceded territories of the Musqueam, the Squamish, and the Salawatuth peoples. Natoiki's work is inspired by Blackfoot war history, pictographs, winter counts, and retaining knowledge for the next generation. She is inspired by place, and the land is her biggest inspiration. She's a poet, an artist, a filmmaker, and more. She enjoys dabbling in many art forms as she believes all art mediums have their audiences. She is most interested in the intersections between art and business, particularly how this plays out with the Indigenous arts world. Her activism is tied into her artistic practice, and what Natoiki really hopes to accomplish through her artistic practice is wellness. Holistic wellness through art and all aspects of being a working artist is what really gets Natuiki out of bed each morning, and she enjoys researching and sharing her own experiences of what it's like being a working artist through her wellness blog. Natuiki looks forward to continuing to improve her practices of wood and leather burning, painting and drawing, filmmaking, writing and poetry, and photography. To tell her stories through these mediums will be the ultimate goal. All right, so you can introduce yourself. Um, so hello, my name is Cheyenne or Natiki, and I just uh, introduced myself in Blackfoot and I am from uh, Kainai is where I grew up. I'm also a member of the Satellite Cree Nation, but I uh, mostly grew up with my Blackfoot roots and uh, in the Blood Tribe. So, yeah. Awesome. So we have a lot of listeners that are business owners as well as striving to be entrepreneurs. Mm -hmm. So would you be able to share with us what your drive was to start your business? So my journey to become an entrepreneur has taken many twists and turns along the way. And um, it's been an interesting journey, actually. I started out as more of a journalist, actually, than an entrepreneur. And I was really interested in Indigenous business after I had graduated from uh, university. I took a BCom uh, in accounting. And I was just really more interested in learning more about the Indigenous business world. So I started interviewing more entrepreneurs and learning more about their backgrounds and what it took to become an entrepreneur. And I just really... Um, got encouraged to start my own business through, um, I started selling bath bombs first. Uh, I just threw it out there as a little self-care kind of business and it grew from there. And now I'm into art. I'm into apparel. I'm into lots of different things. Um, still doing the blog a little bit, but it's changed direction more to just focusing on art and what it's like being an indigenous artist. Um, I really put my business around art and wellness. Um, so using wellness or art as a wellness tool for healing and just um, 
kind of processing past traumas and uh, things in my life, I guess, and telling my stories in a way that um, I want them told as well. So I think that that's really important um, piece of my journey is how I've just been encouraged by other entrepreneurs to start uh, building up and uh, putting myself more out there. Um, I, like I said, the first uh, little thing I did was the self-care business with the bath bombs. And that actually went to my tribe and uh, a lot of people that were on um, the Suboxone program got a lot of these gifts from Dr. Esther Tailfeathers. She was one of my biggest encouragers uh, to start my business and kind of gave me the idea to use traditional medicines within my products. And that was uh, a way to bring wellness and healing to these people that were going through their programs and just trying to get off of their addictions, which uh, I thought that was really important work because it was uh, helping to heal the nation as well, uh, just with my little gift of uh, bath bombs and just something small uh, like that really caught on. And it's still one of my best sellers today is my bath bombs. So, yeah. That's so awesome. You never know when you sort of have that connection. Did you did you have mm -hmm. previous connection to Dr. Esther Tailfeathers prior to starting your business or did it just sort of happen naturally? Yeah, I had some connection with her. Her her and my mom worked together and she um they they've always been in healthcare together. So uh when I started my business, she thought it was a really great idea to give them to the patients that were going through this program just as a kind of a reward system and kind of to help them get on their way of uh, healing and just taking care of themselves, reminding them to take care of themselves. And I think that that's so important is self-care for individuals, especially indigenous indig individuals. And I think um, that's really why I try to center my business around self-care and wellness and wellness through art, because art is such a healing tool as well. I think it's it has really great powers to bring healing to nations as well as just cultural retention. And that's what what I want to use it as a tool for. That's a great takeaway for anybody listening. So even if you don't necessarily know about a connection seeking out connections within your own community could be very yeah. and helpful that's awesome so i know too as as an entrepreneur and a business owner there's always there's never no challenges or barriers that you come across there there mm -hmm. seems to be sometimes on a daily basis stuff that you come across so can you tell us about your experience being blackfoot and operate operating away from home yeah, so operating away from home, sometimes it's difficult to um, be an artist and be away from your home community because the opportunities um, that come your way aren't necessarily um, right for you or they're wanting someone from the home territory. So it's been a little bit challenging even just to have people think my business is viable. <laughs> I've been told that my business isn't viable in the past um, when I've applied for grants and stuff, which is okay. Um, they just don't see the, um, it the way I do and the tool that I'm trying to use it as for cultural retention and just for healing. So that's okay. And, um, 
what they're looking for is these big profitable business where my business is very scalable. It's very um, niche marketing. I target a niche. So that's kind of something that um, has helped me overcome a little bit more of these challenges is focusing on a niche market and really trying to nurture my customer base and really focusing on that um, aspect of my business is customer service. So uh, that's really important when you're starting out is to really bring those customers back, get them to come back, um, give them a reason to come back as well. So I'm constantly putting out new things um, within um, my business, uh, trying to just keep on trend, keep uh, people keep people noticing what I'm doing as well as just, um, putting myself out there more. Um, so operating away from home, like I said, it's been a little bit challenging, but it's also been rewarding. Um, because I think that I'm learning so much about different cultures, being away from home, they get to learn about my culture as well. So it's a very good cross-cultural exchange, um, and of information and everything. And yeah, I think that that's, uh, it has its challenges, but it also has its rewards. Thanks for joining us in part one of our conversation with Natuiki. And you can find her at the Elbow River Camp at the Stampede July 9th and 10th. Catch part two of this podcast July 8th.